Amen. Amen. We are happy to see all of you in church. Amen. Brother Mpanya and I won't make it. He just held up with work issues. Amen. Now, without waste of time, God bless you. Good to see Sister Leo. Uh, good to see Sister Chetty. It's been quite some time. Amen. Amen. Good to see Brother Michael there at the back. Amen. So we are happy to see all of you here this evening. Amen. And then Brother Philip is at work as well. Uh, Sister Grina has been dismissed from the hospital. Amen. They were meant to have done uh, an operation on her. The, it was scheduled for Monday uh, when I was there on Thursday. I think it was on either Thursday or Friday evening. They were confirming that it is going to be done. Actually, it was on Saturday evening. That it was confirmed that it might be done on way on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, but after you prayed, Hallelujah! After you prayed, then the operation was cancelled. The doctor said there was no need for an operation. Uh, doesn't he deserve a round of applause? He deserves a round of applause. He, he's still in the business of counseling operations. Amen. How many love him this evening? Amen. Uh, Sister Maria is not feeling well. Uh, she has just sent a, a prayer request, and we believe that the same uh, God that worked on Sister Grina, we just give him the address of Sister Maria. And he will do exactly the same thing that he did there. And hopefully on Sunday, she'll be back in church with us. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening that you have made it possible for us to be here. We made a request on Sunday that may you come and heal our sister who was in the hospital, scheduled for an operation and Lord, when the doctor came and said there is no need for an operation, to us we know what it means. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And Lord, there is another request that has come before. You are children of Sister Maria. She is not feeling well, but we know that the touch of the Master can make a difference in her body, dear God, may we, you deliver her from whatever may be tormenting her body. You have said that we shall cast out demons in your name, and prayer knows no distance. Wherever she is at this, right, at this point in time, I know you can, you can deal with her, dear God, so that she can rejoice and say, indeed, we serve the great physician. And this evening, we want to commit the reading of the way to you. May you come and be the one that will speak. It should not be my thoughts. It should be your way to dear God. We just want to commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. If the brothers can just get my things up and running. Amen. going to go on those scriptures, but I think just so that you can see it, Second Timothy, the chapter will be chapter 4, 
Amen. Just help us with the kids over there. Amen. Second uh, Timothy, the chapter will be four. The verse will be ten. If you found it, you can say uh, amen. amen. If it is not found, you can say wait a minute. Amen. I don't know whether did I get my scriptures correctly there, because I don't see, or is it my Bible? There we go. I got it right. The verse will be verse 10. That is Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Is it found? Amen. Sister Lorraine is the one that found it. Amen. I don't know whether it's Sister Bianca on this side or who else. Is it found, believers? Amen. All right. Shall I carry on? Amen. It says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Amen. Do you know that there are people that are profitable for the ministry? Amen. When I think maybe the word profitable may conjure up wrong or a negative impression, not profitable in a sense of money, but profitable in terms of being on their knees to pray for the ministry. Are we together? Uh, Amen. And I'd much better say, be profitable in the ministry. Amen. Be profitable in the ministry. Pray for the ministry. Amen. As you take your seats. I, I want to speak on the Demas Syndrome. Hallelujah. The Demas Syndrome. Uh, and I was thinking that one could spend quite a lot on around the subject syndrome, but bringing different characters, I can speak on the Hager syndrome. A Hager syndrome is when, while waiting for something from God, then you get derailed by a substitute. And especially in our time, while we are waiting for the rapture, many are going to be derailed by substitutes. Hallelujah. That is the Hagar mom, uh, syndrome. I can speak about the Saul syndrome. The Saul syndrome is having history of worship but without realizing that the God that used to be worshipped in the past 
has long left you. But remaining with the form of worship. Did you hear me? Amen. Amen. I, I can speak about the Judas syndrome, the love of money. Hallelujah. The love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. We need money, but you need to control how you love money. Uh, amen. Uh, heavy. I've realized that uh, you, can, you can have money without loving money. Hallelujah. And sometimes you cannot have money without loving money. So the presence, the presence or the absence of money does not reflect anything about the love of money. There are those that do not have it, but they love it. And there are those that, do, that have it, but they don't love it. Are we to, do, you get, do you get where I'm going with this? Amen. The problem is not money. The problem is your attitude towards money. Amen. And we have come to realize, Brother Brenham has told us many a times that anything that you can, uh, at the way God, it means an object of worship. Anything that you can worship, hallelujah, anything that you can worship can become your God. Are we together? Your car can become your God. Your church can become your idol. And in the end time, I'm beginning to see idols. Message churches are becoming idols to believers. My church, my pastor. Uh, That's problematic. Are we together? But we've got to say we must only worship Elohim. He's the one that must be worshipped. Amen. Are we together? Now, Demas, we are going to go because I was just leaning this course from the message, the present stage of my ministry, where Brother Branham was speaking and showing who was Demas, and Demas was a helper of Paul, but we'll get into that, are we together? I've put those scriptures, he's mentioned in Philemon, Chapter 1, verse 24, he is mentioned again in Colossians 4, verse 14, and in 2 Timothy 4:10. that is when Paul says, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Are we together? Amen. Uh, a syndrome, and this, this caused quite a debate in our country, when they then our president Tabombeki wanted to speak about the difference between a virus and a syndrome, and he got his fingers bent. Amen. And I think even to this day, some consider the debate to be one thing that tarnished his legacy in this country. Amen. But just to bring you up to speed, a syndrome, a syndrome is a group of symptoms which consistently occur together or a condition characterized by a set of associated symptoms, a rare syndrome in which the production of white blood cell is damaged, that is in a physical realm. And in a psychological realm is a characteristic, a, character, a characteristic combination of opinions, emotions, and behavior. Are we together? That's just what I wanted to, to give you in terms of what it means. Uh, 
Brother Brenham, and if you are spiritual here, you are going to get, Brother Brenham was saying something, and my heart, when I read this, it just bled for Brother Baxter. Because Brother Brenham says, you know, in paragraph 49, you know Brother Baxter, many of you remember him, he used to read, it was about Demas. He used to read. Why is he no longer reading? He has left the ministry. But, but, but check, check how Brother Brenham brings it. It's, it's not Brother Brenham. It's the Holy Spirit through the prophet. You know Brother Baxter. Many of you remember him. He used to read. It was about Demas. He said, you know what I'm going to do, Brother Brenham, when I get to heaven? The first thing I'm going to do, I said, what? He said, I'm going to walk right up and find out where Demas is. I'm going to soak him just as hard as I can. And said, he's going to turn around and say, Baxter, what did you do that for? He said, why did you leave poor little Paul when everybody forsaken him? You remember what I said the other time? I said, you've got to have the spirit to fight a spirit. And if you fight a spirit without the spirit, you become a victim to the spirit that you are fighting against. Brother Baxter, what irritated him, he irritated him most about Demas is that he forsook Paul. But little did he know that there was the Paul of today who was William Brenham, and later on he forsook Brother Brenham. And I don't think Brother Baxter will be able to have any conversations with Demas when they meet. Do you catch that, brethren? Hallelujah. Brother Brenham put it across, but if you are spiritual, you are beginning to read between the lines as to what happened today. Are we together? Amen. And, and, and folks, when people, brother, people like Brother uh, Lindsay and Brother Baxter, when they left Brother Brenham, they did not go to a nightclub. They just went to a better organization. Uh, they just went where there were better resources. But uh, stay with this message as we go and, and try to uh, look into this Demas syndrome. Brother Brenham says, now I imagine Demas didn't forsake him and start off tonight laps. The people that are going to forsake, you must remember, as Jesus was forsaken, as Paul was forsaken, as Brother Brenham was forsaken, the bride will be forsaken. Are we together? And the people that forsook them did not go to a nightclub. Because why? They were spiritual. He says, I don't imagine Demas did that. Because Demas was a spirit-filled man. That is one characteristic of Demas. Demas was not demon-possessed. Demas was a spirit-filled man. What does it mean? Demas was a religious man. Hallelujah. And on the flip side of it, I can say being a religious spirit is a demonic spirit. 
And Brother Brenham says, of all the demons that you will encounter, the most dangerous demon is a demon that is called religious spirit. And folks, religious spirit is beginning to be prevalent even amongst message believers today. Sometimes I I, I blush, sometimes things that we see, Um, and you sisters will bear with me. Sometimes you see on a social media, you see a sister that used to be a sister. Uh, She wears a mini skirt and has got some ray lap. Hallelujah. And today, I don't know, we can't differentiate these days. They just say it's a lip care. But if it changes the color of your mouth, it's a ray lap. The devil must... Folks, I, I'm a marketer. I know what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm in marketing. The reason uh, 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 the, the, the cider was introduced is to, to say for the people that cannot drink beer, they must find something that does not look as terrible as beer and you make it stylish so that they begin to drink uh, cider, but knowing that later they will migrate to beer. And the devil is using the same tactic. He starts by using what you call a lip care that changes your mouth, but he doesn't call it a royal lip. He just calls it that it's a lip eyes. But later he's making you get accustomed to sinful living. Before you know it, you are deep in sin. And what, what troubles me today is that message believers are beginning to lose a sense of discernment. Hallelujah. Because everybody wants to be everybody's favorite person. But here, here is a breaking news. The truth will never make you popular. The truth will make you honest. And we are not looking for popular people. We are looking for honest people. And as I was saying, you, you find a sister, she posts a picture of her half, almost half naked or with, with, a, with a skirt that is, that is, that is uh, as if she's been pouting to eat, it's tight. And you find other sisters liking it and saying, cute. Then you realize that actually the problem is not with the backslider. The problem is the people that are in the camp encouraging a backslider. Not long they will follow a backslider. Did you hear me? Are we together? Uh, Am I, I hope I'm not painting a pie in the sky. Are the things that I'm talking about, are they the truth? Yeah, you find a picture, horrible looking, but when you go to the likes, 80% is message believers. Then you wonder what, what is happening. That is why on Sunday I said the greatest danger today is that we have been infiltrated. We have been infiltrated. And as a result, we've got to sugarcoat the truth to make the truth to be somewhat uh, uh, watered down so that people can be happy. I, I've got news for you folks. If you don't appreciate the truth, you will not feel welcome in this church because we still preach it as raw as it is. And as a pastor over the years, I've realized one thing. We're not so worried about... Let me, let me give you a recipe that I normally give pastors when, when we fellowship. It's not about how big the church is. 
if it, what, what you need to check is that you need to make sure that whatever people that are there are people of quality because you know that they are going to reproduce themselves. Are we together? So if you, if you accommodate worldliness at the beginning of the ministry, you are just going to grow into worldliness because worldly members reproduce worldly members. And spiritual members will reproduce spiritual members. But what I've realized is that a church in the message, uh, a, ch- a church is the message in the message, there's what we call organic growth. It, 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 it doesn't just move from 30 to 2,000. No, 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 not in the message. No, 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 no. But outside there, yes, within a day, it can move. Because what's happening, you, you know that when you are a farmer, and, and, and you raise genetically modified chickens, you will have them galore. Three months you are done, you need in the next batch, three months you are But when you raise an organic chicken, hallelujah, and today you know most of you, the chicken that you eat, most of them never celebrated their first birthday. But when we were being raised, there used to be a time where we used to enjoy a chicken that had eight years that was celebrating birthdays. And, and you know that chicken, when you wanted to catch it, you've got to send uh, several boys because it really can run. But this spring chicken, it's a problem. It can't run far. And when you cook it, sometimes you don't know whether you're cooking a chemical or what. It looks like there is a soup going on in the, in the pot. How many agree with me? Sometimes when you cook it too much, it gets overcooked. Sometimes if you don't cook it too much, there's still a little bit of blood. But with organic chicken, you are not worried about those things. So in the message, we are interested in organic material. We are not interested in genetically modified material. But a genetically modified salmon will produce produce a genetically modified audience. And an organic weight in the beginning was the weight. That is the organic material. And when we present that, it is bound to reproduce an organic material. Are we together? And sometimes when the weight goes forth, sometimes it sieves folks. Any, any, you, you, you'll bear with me, I'll come back to you. You have realized in recent months, there's been an emphasis on Brother Branham. Have you, how many have picked up in this church? The reason we emphasize on Brother Branham, we want the, those people that are there and just say, Brother Branham is not a big deal. So that we, we really drive it so hard that they realize that either they accept him to be the prophet or they leave us alone. Because you know why? If you are with the people that just think Brother Branham was a man of God, when what he said was not an absolute, such people, they are going to come to you and say, yes, he spoke about it, but it is not a big deal. It's not how I see it. No, say, whatever Brother Branham said, it is a final thing. Either you accept it or you leave it alone. Don't change it. Don't change it. Amen. That is why you had me on Sunday and say, if you leave church and you go and get married and you bring another woman here, try another church, not this church. You are going to bring us spirits. 
Because once you are there and we have accommodated you, another young man thinks that, ah, if he has done it, I can do it. No, 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 no. Amen. Are are you together, all those that are married? If you dare leave your wife and marry another one, don't make it back to this church. Amen. I'm sorry, sometimes we've got to hurt feelings. Amen. There's a man that wanted to bring a third wife and said, I found the third one. Can I come and fellowship? I said, not here. Amen. Are we together? I, I had to go there. I don't know why. I went there on Sunday. I had to go there. Amen. I keep The spirit keeps on gravitating me towards there. And I can't, I can't refuse. Imagine Demas didn't forsake him, him and start off to a night lap. I don't imagine Demas did that because Demas was a spirit-filled man. You remember what we said on Sunday? Janice and Jambres. He was a, a great helper. He was visible. He helped. And folks, being a great helper, this is where I want you to stay with me. Never ever make any brother, including Pastor Madiba, your role model. He, Madiba is not the standard. The weight is the standard. Because when you lean against Madiba, when Madiba falls, you shall fall hard. So I, I imagine if this man was a great helper, he was visible. He was visible. He says, if you ever took the history of Demas, he was a, a notable preacher. After he preached, you were blessed. A fine cultured man, highly polished, educated. Folks, I don't think you know me, I don't encourage illiteracy. No, you've got to study. You've got to provide for your family. However, what I've picked up, and this is where you understand why we appreciate what God has done with Brother Brennan. Brother Brennan makes a striking statement. He says, I'm glad that God got hold of me before the church got hold of me. You know why is it important that the Holy Spirit had to get hold of Brother Brenham before the church got hold of him? It's because in life, if you have been operating within a denomination and later you move into the message, there is often a tendency that when you come across certain situations, you want to tap into your previous experience. And your previous experience cannot work on this terrain. This terrain you were brought by God by through the message, only the message can work now. Yes. Are we together? And, and some of us that we, we went to school, that is what we are careful about. That when we deal with matters of the children of God, I must not tap into my education. My education is good that it can provide plate on the table for my family, but my education can never leave the, lead to the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Everything that has to be operated comes with its own manual. 
Are we together? A television has got its own manual. You cannot operate a television using the microwave manual. You've got to get a manual for that television. And I'm simply saying the bride has got a manual through which must be led. Not through psychology, not through education, but through the revealed word of the hour. And that is why everything that Brother Branham said in its entirety is the word of God. Don't come up with this junk that we hear today where some people say, oh, this section of the message was not inspired. God has got no time to waste. Everything that that man said was inspired. Right from 1947 until 1965, everything that William Branham said was inspired. And I, I said on Sunday, furthermore, it is not separate from the word. The message and the word is one thing. You cannot accept the word and reject the message or accept the message and reject the word. No, it is exactly the same thing. Are we together? Brother Brenham says he was a smart man. Do you get the characteristics of this man? He was a, a smart man. But why would he forsake Paul? That's the thing. What made him do it? Forsake Paul. Remember, Paul, this is, this is the greatest of all apostles. This is the man that never knew Jesus after the flesh, but knew him after the spirit. This is the man that met him as a pillar of fire. This is the man that said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision when he stood before King Agrippa. This was a man who had spiritual credentials for a lack of a better way. But why did Demas want to forsake him? I don't believe he wanted to go to a nightclub or anything. But I believe it was God separating Paul. And believers, hear me out. There's coming a time of separation. I said to the young people the other time, I said there's coming a time where genuine gold must be separated from plated gold. Are we together, folks? There must be a time where these things separate. And, and uh, that is why those who come and flash, and, 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 and this is what I want to dwell on it, Lighthouse Tabernacle, and hear me out. Never lower the standard yes. to accommodate the people. Raise the standard. The standard will attract the eagle. Yes. And, and, and folks, hear me out. Don't ever say, at that church, it's a message. Young people, hear me out. Don't ever say, at that church, it's a message church. They have accepted it. Why can't we accept it? Hear me and hear me very well. Every church has got spirits. And we are striving that the church must be led by the Holy Ghost. That's why Brother Bram says every church is sovereign. You know why he made it like that way? So that if one church falls, we are not affected by its fall. We can separate and say that's up to them. But we are continuing on the road. Are we together? Because if it was a hierarchy, if one church is deceived, the whole body will be deceived. Are you not loving how Brother Branham set things in order? Hallelujah. If he had said, Branham Tabernacle is our headquarters, 
all that they had to do was to engage the leadership of Branham Tabernacle. And if they are misled, they were going to send that junk throughout the bride and say, this is what we believe. But Brother Branham said, even Branham Tabernacle, it's a church on its own. Life Tabernacle, it's a church on its own. Life Tabernacle, it's a church on its own. Why? So that every church must be led by the Holy Ghost. So that even our messages that we preach here, they don't need to be vetted somewhere else before we bring them here. It's a direct connection with heaven. We can come and speak to you. But he says, but I believe it was God separating Paul. And this is the danger in our time. People do not want to separate. Separation is becoming a difficult and a swear word among believers. You know, when we came into the message, we, we, we were respected by our relatives. Some of them knew that if they had certain type of gatherings, they, they knew that we, we shouldn't include so-and-so. She's not going to be part of this gathering because she's a believer. Or we can't do this on Sunday because she won't miss church. She's got to be in church. So therefore, we must accommodate her. But today's believers, today's believers, they've become too accommodative. I want to, I want to dwell here. Two minutes. Uh, I'm, stra- I'm struggling with my younger brother. He, he's on drugs. Been, been troublesome from 1996 until now. Tried everything that we can. But I want to, I want to show you where as a family we got it wrong. But he is partly to blame because he must make decisions. There was a boy that was expelled from a boarding school not far from where we stayed. And this boy was a cousin of an elder in church somewhere. And the elder, after the boy was expelled, he came there and said, listen, we, we want, it was, he was expelled around March. And they came and said, look, we would want to request that because he cannot be allowed as a boarder. He can only be allowed as a day scholar. Can he come and stay with you? And we said, oh, sure. The minute that boy came, my younger brother immediately, I think within two weeks, he came back drunk. Never, ever, ever even tasted alcohol. But as soon as that boy came in, he went off the rails. From 1996 until now, We never got it right. But what brought the spirit into the family? It was upon a cousin of a brother that we fellowshiped with. And we wanted to be nice. And we accommodated the demon. And it derailed that boy. Even now, we are still struggling. And I'm saying, you message believers, many of them, when it's holidays, you just say, Hey, Mtuan, let the baby, the, 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 this daughter visit Gogo. Gogo somewhere in Guagua or somewhere in Free State or somewhere in Eastern Cape. 
Hear me out. If where the child is going, they are not believers. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do being away from your child for three weeks among unbelievers? Even if it is your own mother. Because your mother will begin to accept things that are unacceptable in your family. And before you know it, the girl comes back or the boy comes back with a change of behavior. And there is a demon upon that boy's life. It will be difficult to get rid of that demon. But who became negligent? You as a believer. Folks, let me tell you something. If somebody comes and says, I want to visit you. She may be the same size, age of your daughter or your boys. But if he's not a believer, she's not a believer, don't be afraid that that boy, I don't want that boy in my house. You're not a bad person, you're a responsible parent. Because this time, for us to be able to overcome, it needs vigilant people. Did you hear me and hear me very well? I've shared my own personal experience so that it can ring when you are on your way home. Amen. I don't believe he wanted to go to a nightclub or anything. But I believe, and many a time, your own relatives are the very ones that tell your own children and say, why are you wearing long dress? We are, we are, we are believers. We believe in God. There is nothing wrong. And they indoctrinate them for three weeks before you know it. The child comes back and a change in dressing. It starts in a very subtle manner. I see these days people are posting Brother Branham's family. They say, look, they had short sleeve. I say, there's Becky, the prophet's daughter had short sleeve. You saying, if it happened in the Branham family, then it can happen in our families. We've got a picture. But little did they know, Brother Branham says, you know, me, da, is struggling with the way Becky is dressing. The other time we even had to go and visit a teacher. So you are simply saying a demon that used to operate in the Brenham family and Brother Brenham wanted to cast it out. You are admiring that demon. Yes, let me preach. Some of the people they observe in the pastor's house and while I'm struggling with the demon trying to chase it out, you say, it is in the pastor's house. I want that demon in my own house. Because you don't know the standard that is the word. Amen. A demon when it is in Pastor Madiba's house is not an angel. It's still a demon. That just happened to be in the pastor's house. Hello, believers. Can I get an amen there? A demon in the prophet's house is still a demon. A demon in the pastor's house is still a demon. A demon in the deacon's house is still a demon. But you need spiritual discernment to say, but that thing I know is a demon. And the believers are beginning to struggle because they are beginning to see things that never happened in pastor's houses. They are happening. And they say, oh, if it happened to the pastor. 
What were you following all along? What were you believing all along? But I believe it was God separating Paul. There's coming a time where it will be God separating you. Hallelujah. Amen. Young people, hear me out. There must be a time where you are separated. Because even you young people, young people are very clever. They know things that we don't know. As to before we know about something, young people have been talking about it for a long time. They know about it. When it becomes a breaking news to them is history. But here I've got to say this to you. If you ever know anything that is wrong and you keep quiet about it, you are as guilty as the person that is doing it. Can I repeat that? If you know something wrong, you keep quiet about it, you are as much guilty as the person doing it. And, 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 and folks, integrity it means when you are a policeman and you are a person of integrity it means sometimes you may wake up in the morning as a policeman and before you go to the police station you might have to make arrest in your own house and when you go to the police station you come with your relative with handcuffs and say I caught him You you don't keep quiet and say I wait other policemen will find out no you are a bad one Ah, are parents here? Before the pastor knows about your child, you are the first one to go and say, Pastor, something is not right. Can you get an amen on that? Amen. And today, because of pride, pride is doing so much damage to us, folks. And it's killing our own children. Amen. You'll bear with me. I've always been preaching like this. I remember as a boy, I preached something hard again, so hard against something in my family. And uh, there was even a meeting and said, how can you preach like that? I said, I am not preaching for the Madibas. Amen. I still remember as a young boy. Brother Brenham says now, I don't think Dimas backslid. Folks, I want you to remain with that. I don't think Dimas backslid. But we know he backslid without backsliding. You will understand what it means. He did not move out of the religious cycle. He remained within the religious cycle. Are you beginning to see that spirit? Uh, Hallelujah. The the old backsliders know here. In the olden days, when you backslid, everybody knew. You just say, me, I'm done with church, and we looked for you, you backslid. But today, they don't backslid and leave church. They still come to church. Hallelujah. And a backslider in church is more dangerous than a backslider in the streets. Hallelujah. Do you hear me, sisters? A sister that backslides and never leaves church is more dangerous than the one that left church. 
Because that one, she is anointed with the spirit. She begins to do certain things. Until young ones are looking and say, goodness, if sister so-and-so can do it, we can do it. She's got an influence because of an anointing upon her. But that one that is out there in the streets has got no influence on the church. I don't think demons backslid. They don't backslide anymore. They can do something yesterday and sing to you. They don't care. Why? And they are blessed because there is a religious spirit. Because a religious spirit gives you a consolation that even though you have done it, but why am I blessed? That means God says it's not a big deal. The pastor preached, I was blessed. And I sang for the believers, they were blessed. And I can still have this thing in my life. And still go to church with it. Are we together? I don't think he did that. He got the wrong opinion of Paul. Just the wrong opinion of Paul. And I'm beginning to see people getting a wrong opinion of Brother Brennan. In the message, people say some things that he spoke. They say, but come on, Brother Madiva. It was only in the 50s. It's not a big deal. It's 2017. We have moved. We've got new trends. Brother Branham never knew that we would have this thing. It's not there in the COD. Having just a wrong opinion that Paul was old-fashioned. Having a wrong opinion that Brother Branham is old-fashioned. This tape, this he said it in 1947. Let me tell you something. You don't know who the prophet is. When a prophet speaks... The past, the future, and the present tense is irrelevant. That means when he speaks, it is relevant relevant in the future. It is relevant now. It is relevant in the past. What Brother Branham preached in 1947 is still relevant in 2017 to the real believers. But to others, they found better ways to rationalize it. No. It's not a big deal. Why? You need not to be fanatic about these things. Amen. And because pastors, based on what happens in the collection plate, they are beginning to be responsive based on the contributors to the collection plate. Folks, we need rich men. Did you hear me? We need rich men. But we need godly rich men. Hallelujah. Because when a rich man is a rich man without being godly, the pastor can start bowing to the pressure of a rich man. And his sermons, they have got to be approved by the rich man. And you know what happens? The first thing, a rich man's kid will do something and the whole church begins to see that something is wrong. But the pastor doesn't say anything about it. He turns a blind eye to it. 
Even those that would come to the pastor and say, but have you seen one, two, three? He says, no, don't, we are praying about it. Leave it alone. Amen. That's when the social structure dictates to the church instead of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm glad I can say I'm not captured. Not yet. You must pray for me so that I must never be captured. Um, I preach from my heart. Amen. Now, I believe Demas saw a failing, seemingly, in Paul's ministry. I think that he thought the old fellow was washed up before God. He compared to the ministry because Demas did not know even the pools, that there is a first pool, second pool, third pool. He still remembered in the first pool where there was a lot of people, the stadium was full, and Paul was praying for the sick. But right now, when Paul came to the third pool, and the number was getting fewer, to him it was, God has left the old fellow. And Demas, to a man that was of a high standing, high caliber, cultured, educated, and a rich man that had many changes of clothes. That guy was something wrong with him, referring to Paul. That had so many friends that will pluck their eyes out to give it to him, and yet he was so poor, he had one coat. Something was wrong with Paul. That's when materialism becomes a standard instead of the way it becoming a standard. Are we together? And these things you may think that they are far-fetched. I was the other time with a certain man, and I heard him, he's in the message, he was talking about another man. He says, that man has been driving that car. It's an old car for many years. If God is with him, why doesn't he give him a new car? That means God is not with him. Then I realized that the fella did not see anything. Folks, God has got rich people, God has got poor people, God has got old people, God has got young people, God has got women, God has got men, God has got white people, God has got black people. God is a God of variety. God is not a communist where everybody is rich or everybody is poor. No, say, or everybody is tall. No, he's got short people, he's got tall people. And that is why a church, a healthy church, must be able to make a rich man to feel welcome and even make a poor man to feel welcome. I know what I'm talking about because once some churches is where a poor man is welcome. They say, yes, we need to welcome the poor. Then the, white, the rich man is being treated as, a, as, a, as, a, as a somebody that, that has a, 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 a leprosy. No, brethren, we don't look at the status, we look at the soul of the people. And it will make you judge cases fairly. Brother Branham says, in the message, the seven church ages, now I want this on record right here. I'm not speaking against elders in the church, no, sir. That elder can be as poor as any man was poor or be the richest man in the world. As long as he's an elder in heart and deed, I would not hesitate to ordain any man that has the real spiritual qualifications as an elder or deacon. 
regardless of his finance or social position. But then when you see a social or financial structure come into the church that divides the folks in any way that is not of God, it is another sign of the time in this physically rich but spiritually impoverished Laodicean church age in which we are now living in. A poor man can be a deacon. Hello? A poor man, somebody, you, you don't understand. I had the other time somewhere, somebody say, you can't be a deacon if you don't have a car. Where is that quotation? It's the madness that we see in our time. A man with a bicycle can become a deacon. Are we together? It does not disqualify. And a man that is rich can become a deacon. Material standing has got no bearing. Spiritual qualifications is what must be looked at. Amen. Brother Branham says, you know, that spirit doesn't leave the world. The, the world. They still have it that way. Money and God. There's only one God. But people think because you've got a big ministry, you ought to own all this on all this and these great big things and big schools and big so-and-so. God doesn't deal in them things. Or at least that's been my opinion. God deals with an individual. He never did ordain us to do to go do such things. Are we together? But however, we do not say well, Eric, you know, I've realized it's my ministry. I've got a special ministry here to blow my own horn. I know you're uncomfortable now. <laughs> when pastors visit me, before they can come and minister to you, I've identified that I must find a way to encourage a visiting minister. And God has been so gracious. I remember when Pastor Kumichi came here, I'd never sat down with him. I only met him, I think it must have been once or twice in Zimbabwe at a distance. But when we met at the airport, we, we, we had to have a meal immediately after he disembarked. And we were fellowshipping and we were laughing. And he paused and says, Pastor, you know, if people could see us, they would think that, goodness, these fellas have been friends for so many years. It's because I realize that every man of God has got a burden of some sort. And this is where I got it. Brother Biscal says he was driving with Brother Brenham. And he says, I looked at Brother Brenham and I said, Brother, in my heart I say, what is it that I can do for the man of God? And he says it was during that time where he heard about the serpent seed. And he was saying, this can't be Brother Branham who have said this. This must be some people misrepresenting the man of God. He's thinking in his heart and saying, how can I make life easier for the man of God? And Brother Branham immediately said, Brother Bill Scott, I know what you are thinking about. It is true. I said those things about the serpent seed. I know that's exactly what you are thinking. Hallelujah. 
But uh, my point is where he said, what can I do for the men of God? So when the men of God come, I begin to sit with them, speak to them, encourage them, check what is happening in their life, and I show a genuine appreciation. Are we together? And Sam said, you know, another one actually told me, it was not Pastor Gumichi, said, listen, we're at a stage where these days, if you are a pastor, and you are with a family to buy an ice cream, and a congregant sees you buying an ice cream, they say, hmm, he's really messing up with the church money. <laughs> he said, Pastor, every time when we ever we've got to take the family out, we've got to be careful as to who's watching. I, I know what I'm talking about. A brother had, he went to a pastor's house, he found a, a dining room suit, new one, and he says, goodness, there is a waste of money. Which brings me to this graph. When the money is low, the pastor is humble. Our pastor is a humble man of God. There are no issues in church. But as time goes, and as money increases, the pastor moves out of the humility zone. He comes into becoming a looter. Why is he driving a Mercedes Benz? We meet such things. We meet some... I've not met it because I'm still humble. (laughs) But those that have migrated to another zone, they meet such things. And my question is, those that come and accuse the pastor here, most most of the time are not the people that were with him here. They don't know what he sacrificed over time. Did you see that? Amen. You see, we, are, we can have pastors meeting about this. Pastors will love this graph. <laughs> Amen. But in closing, Paul only had one quote, and he said, to the clock that I had left, this is in 2 Timothy 4, verse 18, the clock that I had left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with, with thee and the books, but especially the parchments. And Alexander, the copper smith, did me such evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. This copper smith told Paul that you can't have revival in this town. And Demas looked at the encounter and thought that if Paul was a man of God, he was supposed to strike the copper smith blind. But nothing happened there. Then Demas had a wrong opinion of Paul and said, something has happened. Here Demas saw Paul, a man that had a ministry like that, and yet was so poor that he only owned one coat and wanted Timothy to bring it to him, one coat. I say this, when a man stands true to the way, not just in one meeting, but in every meeting, this I've observed it, folks. Every time, I, every, 
every time I preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I've never had the devil fighting me with the way he fought me after that subject. The devil hated the subject of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't know why. After I've preached that subject, everything goes, hey, why? And I realized that I must come back on that subject because I I love what the devil hates. If the devil hates a subject, I gravitate towards more towards it because I think it is no longer just a subject now. It becomes a deliverance subject to certain people. That's why the devil hates that. But when a man stands true to the weight, not just in one meeting, but in every meeting, when a man stands true to the weight, the time will come when they will leave him. Exactly they did it. They did it to our Lord. They will leave him when he stands for the truth. All men have forsaken me. Now we know when they saw this doctor following him or with him, and Paul took Luke and said, Luke, Luke is the only one who hadn't forsaken. Luke is good to him. And Luke is prosperous to him. He needs Luke for his ministry. This doctor following a man around wherever he went and preached divine healing. As Demas left, God provided Luke. But after all men have forsaken me, I have taken a, I have took a true weight and stood by the weight. I have stayed right here to what he said to me. Preach the weight, not a denominational philosophy. Preach the weight. That was my commission. Stay with the weight. Brethren, who's listening to this on tape? I was a great guy when I came among you, just healing the sick and speaking of visions and showing things. But when I went to tell you the truth about the weight, what did you do? You turned your back on me. Do you realize it's just fulfilling what the scripture said? Yes, it does that. Now I can hardly get any place. In any place. Well, all men have forsaken me, but there is one thing. He stood by me. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, was, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision that happened down there on the, ri- on the river. I've stayed true to him. He has been true to me. I'm trusting in him. Someday, I don't know when, for a crowning of my ministry, I have stayed just as true as I could be. I don't know what it will be. I don't know when it will be. Just when he is ready, I'm, I'm done up here. I hope he will crown my ministry of this, of letting me take the clothes of the weight and dress his bride. And in this clothes of the weight and for his righteousness, I hope he will crown me. And let me stand on that day and say, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That was in 1962. In 1963, heaven opened. A mighty angel came down. And he was able to say to the bride, Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold, the King Theophany. What happened? He remained true to the heavenly vision. Let us stay with this message. Let us not be ashamed. God bless you, Rishi.
as we stand to our feet. Demas loved the present world and forsook Paul. Let us overcome the Demas syndrome. Let's just sing a worshiping song. I love him, we love him. I love him, I love him because he first loved me. Let's just worship him. Amen. How many were blessed this evening?
Jesus, reign, King Jesus. Let him reign in our hearts. Let him reign in our homes.
brother Chetty comes. flesh father you walked up Golgotha dear Lord Jesus mm. you walked up the, the oil press father dear God and yes. when you got there dear Lord Jesus flush before you dear God the, the scriptures flush before you Lord the visions dear Lord where you could see Lord the torture the torment father that you would go through dear Lord mm. because of your children dear Lord Jesus and Father, you could look, Lord, right into 2017, dear God, and yes. you could see a little church, Father God, that mm. will, will struggle and let you see it, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. Oh, God, the burden was so much upon you, Father, that drops of blood and sweat, oh, God, Lord, that cannot even come, Lord, from a, from a, from a normal man, Father, but the grief that you bore, Father, Lord, thinking... Mm about us dear lord jesus and how difficult it would be lord but you said nevertheless oh god father that that this cup dear lord jesus yes. and you would just go through it dear lord and and lord take on our burdens dear lord jesus that oh god this night father that we could be set free father yes. god that we could have a revelation father god of the world the cosmos the world order, Father, that Demas syndrome, dear Lord Jesus, went to, Father God, is so evident, Father, in around us, Lord, in the message cycle, Father, that we could even be sitting in church, Father, and we could even step into the uh, Demas syndrome, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. But, oh, God, you bled for us, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. You took the stripes for us, Father yes. God. Uh, Lord, you made it possible, Father, that even in this hour, dear Lord God, we could see a prophet, Father God, live such a sacrificial life yes. under the anointing, Father, of the mighty angel, who would say, dear Lord Jesus, to bring unto us, dear Lord, an open word, Father. Now, dear God, we neglect such a great salvation mm. at times, dear Father. No, oh God, we realize, Father Lord, that you are calling us to a state of urgency, dear Lord. A state of diligence, Father God. Yes. Lord, where the, the violent take it by force, dear Lord Amen. Jesus. And then entrance will be open unto us, dear Father. Lord, when your word comes with such a power and with such a demonstration of the Holy Spirit, Father. Yes. It puts us, dear God, into a place, Father, that we are... We are needy children, dear God. You're stripping us down as the days go by, Father. You're peeling off, dear Lord God, the layers, Father, yes. that we were born with, dear Lord Jesus. Yes. 
that we try to even hide, Lord, religiously behind, Father. But, oh God, you're tearing us down. You're molding us like how the potter would mold, Father, and, and mend and knead and, and smash the clay to get what's out of him, dear Lord Jesus. That's, oh God, that's not moldable. That wouldn't be of use, dear Lord, in this rapture that you have prepared for yes. us, dear Father. Oh, God, help us as the children of God, each one of us, dear Lord Jesus, as we take, Father God, Lord, a, a, a courage, Father, this night from your word, Lord, that we're going to step into a world tomorrow, dear Lord Jesus, and we might feel so happy and so anointed, Father, we may not feel like that tomorrow, dear God, but Lord, the word would never leave us, dear yes. Lord Jesus. Put within our soul, dear Lord Jesus, that Holy Ghost, Father God, that will take us through, dear Lord Jesus, the darkest hour ever known unto man, Lord, the greatest deception, Father, in such a religious form, dear Lord, creeping into the message, Father. You have given us a word, Father, this day, O oh God, and that word was supposed to produce a life, Father. If the life is not there, dear God, according, judging it according to even your word this night, Father, help us, dear Lord Jesus, that we say we are needy children, dear God. We come exposed, Father. We come open up, dear Lord Jesus, wanting you, dear Father God, desiring you, dear Lord, because our only hopes is you, Father. Yes. Nothing else matters in this world anymore, Thank Lord. Our jobs and our, our success and our... Oh, and all this that we may have on us, oh Lord, the glitter and the glamour, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. But oh God, let it all fade away that they may see Jesus after you peel the layers away, dear Lord Jesus. Help us to be of plain view, Father. How your servant said, a raw gospel, Father. But may we be that organic, Father, group as well, Father. Let it be so a raw group, Father God, that displays the message of the hour, Father, mm. the bride in display, Father, the virtues of God, the three sacred virtues of the bride, of the woman, dear Lord, that was married, dear God, to a groom, dear Lord Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, Father. Oh, help us, oh God, as this union goes on and our days go on, Father, serving you. Lord, we pray, bless your servant, dear God, yes. and take for him, dear Lord, as he fights the battle. Many may not know, Father, what he goes through, dear Lord, mm. as a minister, dear Lord Jesus. But, oh God, may we just express our love, oh God, with that, and mix it with a love of prayer, dear Lord, yes. towards him and his family. And protect him, dear Lord Jesus, mm. as he fights, Lord, demons that were never fought before, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. As they released from the bottomless pit, Father yes. God, and come into our earth's dimensions, dear Lord Jesus. But there's more that's with him, dear Lord. More, oh God, that's Thank against us, Father. Father. We're trusting you and believing you, dear Lord. Bless each and every member of the laity, Lord, of the church of God. Those that are here, those that are not here, dear God. Mm. And give us success, dear Lord, in our Let oncoming so meetings, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. That we'll reign triumphantly, Lord, as a church. Oh God, Father, not to stand out, dear Lord Jesus. Mm. Not, not to shine, Father but to glow the spirit of Let God, so Father, that we are so desperately in need of, Father, hungry and thirsty of the righteousness of God. Bless us and be with us, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.
God bless you. God bless you. I think let's just sing. When he leads me, I will follow. And let's just leave this place in a worshiping mood. And while we reflect on our way home, amen. God bless you richly till we see you on Sunday. Amen. Let's just sing the whole song. How many pleasures are to this evening? I pleasure I will follow him wherever he leads me. I will follow Lord through the valleys, up the mountains, across the rivers, across the desert. I will follow you. Not half the way, but all the way. I will follow dear God. He led Moses through the wilderness. He led the Hebrew children through the fire. He can lead you this evening.
Thank you. 